Jack guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Fat guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Two biological brothers talking. Hey everybody, this is Fat Guy Jack Guy. We're putting on our short shorts and our super stringy tank tops and we're walking down the boulevard in Wilton Manors. <laughs> That's right. I'm Steph Rubino. I'm Brennan Walsh. And today is another edition of our series from where we're from. And since today, the day that we're recording this episode, is the last day of Pride Month. We really slacked on the Pride <laughs> Month really programming. Pride Month program, <laughs> which is fine. Honestly, we're, well, I'm queer all year, Mm -hmm. every year, every minute of the day. That's true. So it's always (laughs) pride second, down to the second (laughs) for you. (laughs) It's always pride for me. So it's the last day of Pride Month. I'm going to be talking about South Florida's famous gayborhood, Wilton Manors. And what a neighborhood it is. Can't wait to hear about it. I don't know anything about (laughs) The history of Wilton Manors. So. Okay, well, I, I have some stuff, but, like, not a ton of stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Just have to say, Patreon shit. Got to. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to support us <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but please support us on Patreon. Uh, we have many tiers starting at $3. For $3, you can support your brothers in trying to be better. And get all that... And Juicy bonus content. With our jobs. Also, yes, you'll get juicy bonus content. There's a lot of juicy bonus content up right now. There is, and we just keep on creating more and better stuff. And we also ask for your participation in creating the juicy bonus content, but you can't (laughs) do that unless you are a patron. So please support us on Patreon. You can go to the links in our show notes or the links in our social media bios or fatguyjackguypodcast.com. Or you can just go to patreon.com slash fryguyjackguy. That's what's up. Juicy boner content. <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about boners because we're talking about Wonder Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, happy pride. <laughs> okay. We have to do, of course, the preamble. Let's go. So we're going to let's get into it. It's certainly no secret to anyone who listens to this podcast that I grew up in South Florida, in Broward County, in Fort Lauderdale specifically. I know that bothers a lot of people for some reason. People are really bothered when you grow up in Broward County. Really? They're like, why didn't you grow up in Miami? (laughs) What's wrong with Broward? What's wrong with Broward County? I don't have a problem with it. People suck. So, when I was young, of course, I had no idea that Wilton Manors existed. That was not on my radar at all. My parents are straight, unfortunately. And... Sucks. How dare they? I know. It's fucked up. <laughs> Why would they have a queer child and be straight? <laughs> that's not Yeah, that's homophobic. Cool. <laughs> that's so homophobic. <laughs> I have I don't have any queer people in my family uh, who are out and live in South and live in Florida except for me. So like for all I know, we could have passed through Wilton Manors on the way somewhere and I wouldn't have known that we were in like the Wilton Manors. And truly, I really can't remember seeing like the hundreds of rainbow flags that exist in Wilton Manors now. And also maybe they weren't there, you yeah. know? Because definitely the story of Wilton Manors becoming 
what it is now is a progressive thing. It didn't all just like happen at once. It so. wasn't founded by just <laughs> yeah. a couple gay guys <laughs> no, who no, put I the wish, flag down. I wish. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. That would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> also, that would be like the only place that has that. So yeah. that would be extra sick. As far as I can remember, the first time I heard about Wilted Manners was my freshman year in high school. You, you remember how high school was. Freshman year is pretty much the time when you're making the friends that you'll be friends with for the rest of your time there. And I was pretty outgoing as a kid. I loved to talk to people and make jokes. So it was like really easy for me to make friends quickly. And I even made some friends in the grades above me, which came in handy later when I actually started going to Wilton Manor. I mean, that's your passport to coolness. That's your passport to coolness. You got some older friends. They got cars. You're driving. You're, you're out. You're drinking you're a out. couple of alcohols. <laughs> just a couple like, of alcohols. A, two or three alcohols. Two or three alcohols, yeah. Per day. I went to, <laughs> Every day. Every day. Every day you're drinking two or three alcohols. I went to a Catholic high school, which, as you and probably most of our listeners know, can be kind of a bummer of a place to be. But for me, it wasn't so bad. I had, like, a lot of opportunity there, and I took advantage of that opportunity. I liked my friends a lot. And even though I was openly gay, like, nobody, nobody gave me shit about it. Not even, like, not my classmates, not the adults who knew. And none of my teachers who knew tried to out me to my parents before I outed myself. I, I wonder if that's, so like, this is like, a sign of the times more than it is now. Like, probably. Like, how many fucking shitty teachers are doing that now? Probably. Like, it's, it's a very interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Because that just, like, wasn't happening in my world, and now it, like, seems to happen... You know, so like a, much. That was like a mandate in yeah, some that, states. Okay, that was a mandate. Some states like this one. It's pretty so fucked. It's pretty weird. It was all pretty like normal in my high school experience, with the exception of like having to go to mass once a month, and then like we got some talks on being abstinent. This was the early two thousands, so she was a lot different. Obviously, not many adults around us were openly gay, but like we speculated, and at school we speculated a lot. That was the first time I remember hearing about Wilton Manors because there was supposedly a small group of teachers at our school who lived there. Mmm, the cool teachers. <laughs> the cool teachers lived in Wilton Manors. Well, they were not all cool. You know, some of them, that repressed homosexuality of it all kind of yeah. came out in a shitty way. In an uncool yeah, way. in a very uncool way. But that's neither here nor there. They didn't wear wedding rings and... They didn't have any pictures of their partners in their classrooms like many of the other people that taught at my school did. So everyone thought, maybe like new, I, could, I feel like I could say new now because I have gotten confirmation since leaving school oh. that the ones that we speculated were gay are actually gay. Of course, I'm not going to name my school or yeah. <laughs> the teachers, but you know, there was speculation and speculations were correct. The equation was basically like Wilton Manors plus no wedding rings plus no pictures <laughs> plus being well dressed or for the females in this group dressing more masculine equaled gay, right? So interesting. Wow. So yeah. there was like the geographical element. Yes, that factored in. That is so interesting. Like who would because in our minds, because kids are stupid, right? And even me being <laughs> even me being like queer at the time. Like I wasn't I didn't have any like radical politic at that moment, you know, or or I was leaning that way, but like I wasn't there yet. And so in our minds, because kids are stupid, we're like, why would you live in Wilton Manors, the gay place, if you're not gay? Yeah. You know, it's very like, possibly... simple arithmetic for kids. I mean, it's definitely in contrast to my upbringing because where I grew up, 
there was no known gay yeah. entity. Yeah. Like we we understood that there were gay people and that there were gay teachers, but there wasn't like a oh we know they live <laughs> oh they live in Simsbury <laughs> gay. Like, Simsbury, Simsbury sounds kind of gay. It was pretty gay. <laughs> They were like our rivals, so we probably called them gay a lot. No, but not in the way. No, not, not in, in the, the good way. way. Yeah, no, in the fucked up, in like, the early 2001 way. That's gay yeah. way. Oh, man, Simsbury, every guy from there is gay. <laughs> Ladies, don't go to a party in Simsbury. Every guy from there is gay. Yeah. But that's cool that, like, you had that understanding that, like, Wilton Manors was the gay place. Yes. And if adults live there... Yes, literally in my mind, Wilton Manners was the gay place. Like, I could not fathom the idea of non-gay people living in Wilton Manners. Mm -hmm. Because by the time we had gotten to know it and what it actually is, and and just, like, driving down Wilton Drive, we were like, how could straight people live here? (laughs) It's it's pretty dope. (laughs) How could straight people live here? Unfortunately, like, you know, growing up and becoming becoming an adult, getting to know... Fort Lauderdale and Walter Manor is better at, from, from a non-kid point of view. I know that there's like a lot of straight people <laughs> and like just straight family, heterosexual couples with families that live there. Unfortunately, some of them are also big conservatives, mm-hmm. so they kind of impact the neighborhood in a weird way. But that's, you know, a thing for another time. <laughs> so Walter Manor is easily one of the gayest places on the planet. It cannot be argued because, like, this is actually statistically true, which we'll talk about in a minute. When my friends and I started driving, we would, like, drive down the main drag of Wilton Manors just to see other gay people. The early 2000s were, like, really fucking bleak for mainstream representation of queerness. So we would just, like, drive down... And we'd just drive down Wilton Drive and, like, watch all the gay guys with their partners. And we'd Mm -hmm. be like, oh, like, when you're an adult, you can, like, do this kind of stuff and you can be free and whatever. It was, it was nice to have that, you know, yeah, to at least cool. have that representation where I couldn't really find it anywhere else. Of course, like, it still felt a little strange because Wilton Manors mostly is gay men, so there's no other representations of queerness in Wilton Manors, but at least there was that, you know, at the very least there was that. The first time that I went to a gay bar was in Wilton Manors. I was 17 years old. We snuck in with the help of our friend's older brother. So nice. I had the best friends with like the best older siblings. Their older siblings would invite us to be in trouble with them. That's cool. (laughs) Was that the one you wrote about in Autostraddle for your... Which one? There there was the the older brother who knew all of the... uh, No, no. That was, that was, that was another guy. But he's great too. I hope he, I hope they're both doing well. He was not gay. But the friend who, the friend's brother who helped us sneak into the gay bar, he is now extremely, still extremely gay. <laughs> uh, after moving all over South Florida for a few years, trying to fi- figure out where I really wanted to be, I live in Wilton Manors now, and I've been there for about six years. And, you know, it's an interesting place to live, and I'll talk about that in a little while. It hasn't changed a lot from when I was a teenager except that there's many more businesses, obviously, and there's also more people in general. But it hasn't changed a lot overall. It's pretty much still the same. Like, the businesses kind of changed, but that's about it. So, you're not from here, brother. Like, you said you didn't have an experience in Connecticut. 
mm-hmm. that there was like you couldn't say that since Barry was gay, <laughs> which I'm so sorry that it wasn't really sorry. gay, even I though mean, you guys were calling it gay it all the be. time. Sims <laughs> Barry, if you're listening, maybe it's a good rebranding <laughs> opportunity for your <laughs> shitty town. It should be. <laughs> Let the gays come in and take it over. It'll be cool. <laughs> so. You, when you moved here, at, you know, I assume you knew about Fort Lauderdale, obviously, but you didn't know all, like, the nooks and crannies of this place. Well, how did you get to know Walter Manners? What's your experience? Where did you hear about it? Who told you about it for the first time? I, I think that it was probably in connection to you, because oh, okay. if you recall, yeah. I helped you move into yeah, your Walter Manners apartment. Yeah, you apartment. Yes, you did. <laughs> From yeah. Hollywood. Was that the... Was that the first time you had been there? And then I went to see a reading, if you remember that reading. It was like a, a collection of queer readers. Yes. Including some of your friends. Yes. And I think that might have been the time where I first hung out there okay. at the Stonewall Museum. Okay. And like connected with it, which was probably about three months into living here. So like not too, like it, it happened oh, pretty true. quickly. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quick. Wow. Because we became fast friends. We became <laughs> And soon brothers. <laughs> <laughs> friends to brothers yes pipeline. friends to brothers and then yeah i mean i went to wilton manors more often when i lived in fort lauderdale but yeah. there's still like some dope spots and dope restaurants and good poetry readings and uh art exhibitions and stuff that happen there drag shows drag oh drag shows definitely great yes. drag shows uh, i went to a, a drag brunch uh pretty recently and with your mom with my mother <laughs> and my aunt so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's the fact that it existed came into my consciousness pretty quickly. Okay, and then and also you get your haircut there now, don't you? Isn't that where your guy is? Yeah, yeah. Damn, you got you got a Wilson Manor's connection. Yeah, it's man. not a convenient like place for me to go to. But you love going there. But I do like going there. Yeah. So I guess I always have thought about it, but I didn't really take any initiative, much initiative, to learn about it because I felt that it would be. Hard. And it actually was. Oh boy. It actually was hard. And I didn't get a lot of results, but we'll talk about that in a second. I was always wondered, like, why and how did Wilton Manors become, like, the neighborhood? What is the deal there? What's, you know, because, like you said, it's not like some gay guy went and, like, stuck a rainbow flag in the soil and was like, this is going to be the gay (laughs) place. This is gay. Because there's still, like, remnants of it not being a gay place. Do you know what I mean? Sure. There's still. Christian churches that are not gay friendly. Yeah, homo friendly. Yeah. You know, there's an elementary school, there's a high school, there's a middle school, and there aren't a lot of people who are gay who live in Wilton Manors who have kids. Yeah. So that's also strange. So there's like all these like remnants of of it being a place that of it not being the place that it is right now. Yeah, that Fort Lauderdale High School is right in right Wilton Manors. Yeah. And I always found that to be kind of interesting. Yeah, and there's not a lot. Of, the kids who go there, their parents are not really, like, living in Wilton Manors. Mm-hmm. And their parents are... I mean, I'm sure some of them do have gay parents, but there's not a lot of... Like I said, there's not a lot of gay people in Wilton Manors who have children. Yeah. So, it's just a strange thing. So, there's always been, like, remnant... Like I said, there's always been remnants left of whatever, you know, however the community used to be. And now it has this really big LGBT presence, you know? I think a larger, interesting set of episodes that we could do that I'm sure other people have talked about, but it would be interesting to have our spin on it as well, was like the 
gay places in the yeah, United how States. How did they get gay? How did they get gay? <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. Your Provincetown, your Chelsea, your San Francisco. How did they get, how gay? Did they get gay? <laughs> you have to do it. It's not me. <laughs> this is becoming business meeting? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to our but business yes, meeting. Actually, yeah. I mean, that, there's definitely, I think there's probably, it's probably easier to find information in places of like Provincetown, San Francisco, and Chelsea. Certainly. I wonder about places, I have to imagine that Wilton Manors is not the only place like this. Mm-hmm. And I wonder about those places and if there's any documentation of the transition. I would love to know that because in my mind, and I think you're going to back this up with some level of statistics, Wilton Manors is a, like a very vibrant LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. And it is very different. It's mostly G. Mostly G. Yes, 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 of course. Yeah. It's so different than other places in the South, in the United States. Totally. And people move to Wilton Manors because of the fact that it is, you know, it is what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. there, I was reading an article and this guy basically said that he did the old move to Florida and come out move, ah. which I guess must have been like a thing that people were doing in the 80s. Like, I'm going to move to Florida from wherever I am, and then I can come out of the closet finally. And I thought that that was super interesting. It's super interesting, that considering that like Florida, right? Yeah, that that's like a thing. But also, we know that Florida has a very rich queer history. Of course, that as we've talked about before. Yeah. Listen to the Key Lime so, Pie episode, <laughs> for instance. I've written on this extensively. Yes, you've written now. on this in Autostraddle. It, yeah. It's very interesting when you consider the political backlash. Totally. And then the actual history of how queer people have like thrived here and how this is like a mecca. Totally. You, and you can't separate the fact that it is in terms of natural features. So just like the weather, what is here, what is available to you. It, that is very desirable for a lot of people, and mm-hmm. that includes a lot of LGBTQ people, right? Yeah. The, the fact that you can like live near the beach and not pay an exorbitant amount of rent. This, I'm talking about the past. Yes, of course. The past, We're not talking yeah. about right now. We're yeah. not talking about right now. <laughs> but I'm talking about the people who came, you know, before, the queer people who came before me. You can live near the beach and not pay like this exorbitant amount of rent. That is, you know, if you're, if you're gay in Jackson, Mississippi, that's really attractive, you know, because you're not going to a huge city like New York where it's very fast paced. You're going to a place that might have a similar pace as where you're from. Plus, you get the tropical landscape and the bars and the nightlife. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 a good it's a good mix of things, I and mean, I can see why people did that move that move to Florida and come yeah. out move. I could totally see. It. I'd probably do it if I was in that situation. Yeah, it 80s, makes perfect you know? sense. So. Here's a little Wilton Manor's Fact Blast blast 5000. I love Fact Blast 5000. (laughs) Which is now a feature of the show. (laughs) An official feature of the show. The name Wilton Manor's was coined in 1925 by Ned Willingham. He was a Georgia transplant. So this sounds like one of those guys that I wrote about that was like, Florida is the jewel of the New South. I'm going down. So he's a Florida transplant and a land developer. And then... Wilton Manors was officially incorporate, incorporated in 1947. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the city has a total area of only 1.94 square miles. So small it is place. a small place. It is a small place. It's really a city within a city. Because it is. That's how Fort Lauderdale is like the larger thing, and then Wilton Manors is like inside of that. So Wilton Manors, this is a thing that I always think about, and I don't know why I don't know the answer right now. Wilton Manors is a city. 
Yes. It is separate from Fort Lauderdale yes. in every way. It's not under any Fort Lauderdale jurisdiction. It's no. not like a village or anything. No. Wilton Manors is its own thing. Yes. So everybody, if you're going to talk about Wilton Manors, don't call it Fort Lauderdale. No, you got to talk about it. you got to say it's Wilton Manors. It's fucking Wilton Manors, Yeah, it's folks. its own place. It's not the gay neighborhood of Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> no. It is And they do that a lot. Yeah, that's when I hear people they talk about it. They do that a lot. In, in the, fact, I'm guilty of that as well. In the, document, in the documentation and in various articles that I found, it was like, visit Fort Lauderdale. And then they would say, it would say, like, LGBTQ life. Mm-hmm. And then it would list Wilton Manors after that. Under that. It wasn't like visit Wilton Manors was its own separate article. Which it could be because there are res- resorts specifically for gay men there. There's hotels that are in the area. There's bed and breakfasts. Like, you could specifically say, come to Wilton Manors, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They say, come to Fort Lauderdale, and then Wilton Manors is like, this, is like a footnote on that. So it's very interesting. But yeah, it was incorporated in 1947. We do still share water with Fort Lauderdale. As nah. a resident, I know that. So <laughs> that's the only thing that we share. Can't get any of that good, <laughs> clean Wilton Manors water. Haters, like my girlfriend, <laughs> will say that this next piece of information is fake, but <laughs> Wilton Manors is technically an island. This pisses everyone off when I tell them, <laughs> but it is just the truth. I don't know what this means. Can okay. you please elaborate? So Wilton Manors is technically surrounded by water. If you look at the map, the whole area is surrounded by water. What? It is bordered on the north by the North Fork of the Middle River and the city of Oakland Park. In the south, it is bordered by the South Fork of the Middle River and the city of Fort Lauderdale. The east city limits extend to near Federal Highway, right at where the Intracoastal is. What? And then the western, the west boundary reaches I-95, but there is a... Just a ditch? Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> a canal there. There's a canal there. No fucking way. So it's technically an island. That's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. Nobody ever... I show people the map and they're like, that's not... Because it's like in... You know, it's like within the peninsula, it's not like outside of the peninsula, but it is technically an island because it's surrounded by water. Well, they should do some branding along, yes, you know. Yes, they do. They call it the Island City. So it ah, has gotten the nickname the Island City. That was, I was going to go for that, like world's gayest island. They should say that. That's what they should say. They should say. Well, say Mary, Hire us. Listening? World's gayest <laughs> island. It is actually. It is the world's gayest island. <laughs> Statistically. <laughs> As of the 2020 United States Census, there were about 12,000 people living there. There's about 6,500 households and 2,000 families. So you can see, like, just in that one statistic alone, where I was talking about, there's a lot of gay people live, living there who don't have children of their own. There's 12,000 people living there, but only 2,000 people have families. Mm-hmm. So the other are all childless people, yeah. or, they're, or they're adults whose children don't live with them, mm-hmm. right? And they're making, this is like their retirement or they came out late in life, which we know some people, yep. who, we have some friends who, who actually experienced that. So there's just like not a lot of children around in general. This is probably, so this is 2020. This is probably a bit higher now because we've talked about this on the podcast that Florida has experienced this incredible population boom in, since the beginning of the pandemic because Ron DeSantis told everybody to move here. <laughs> And I fucking hate him. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks so bad. Um, so this is probably a little higher now, but this is this is the closest information I can get. The demographics are what you you you'd expect, just from being there for like two hours. It's sixty-seven percent white, 
10% black, 16% Hispanic and or Latinx, and 2.5% Asian with like other races and ethnicities represented in very small numbers in between. Anecdotally though, I can say in the last six years since I've lived there, I have noticed more black people and people of color moving into the area. So I don't know how that's going to change the neighborhood a little bit. They do seem, I do see a lot more people of color who are also queer. So it might not change it too much, but it's still going to change a little bit, I think, as the years go on and as the city continues to grow because it is growing, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Everything is. Everything yeah. is. Yeah. Wilton Manors is known as a gay village, <laughs> which is a term that I love. Because, <laughs> like, living it's a in pretty a gay, gay village. village. <laughs> I mean, it is a city. It's an incorporated city of Broward County, but it's also known as a gay village, which other there are other things that are called. Is that a gay designation? Villages. Yes, That's like, like Provincetown is a gay village. Oh, well, yeah, Provincetown is yeah. a very gay yeah. village. Yeah, Provincetown is the actually Provincetown is the number one gay village. Oh so. no! So what is Wilton number two? Number two. Okay. Yeah, That's number two. Yeah. Wilton Manor is ranked second in the U.S. for its percentage of gay couples as a proportion of the total population, with 140 gay couples per 1,000 residents, or 1,600 persons, or 14 percent of the total inhabitants of the area. Hmm. This is second only to Provincetown, Massachusetts, which we keep mentioning, and their percentage is 15%. So we're only 1% below them. Come on, Wilton. <laughs> we're only 1%. <laughs> Come on. 1%. We need to beat Provincetown. <laughs> that, we just start making shirts yeah. and say, beat, beat Provincetown. Prov- America's <laughs> gayest village. <laughs> the push for number one. Come on. I love this. I love this uh, math. I love this statistic because it just seems like so much. Wilton Manors has approximately 1,270% more gay residents per capita than the average of 1%, 1.1% of the population. Whoa, can you yeah. break down these numbers for me? No, what I does can't, because I don't know that. <laughs> it's just a lot of gay people. <laughs> this is the podcast where we use statistics and don't know what they mean. <laughs> well, I already broke it down. It's 14% of yeah, the population, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. So. It's just a lot of fucking gay people, man. Mm-hmm. And that's only gay couples, right? Yes. So that's like, there's a lot so of there's like single a lot of people. Yeah, there's yeah. A, I mean, not straight. I mean, there's a lot of single people, too, that are living there. So mm-hmm. there's some people that are getting left out of this equation here. I want to cle- be clear about something here and just say, because the statistics don't directly mention this, yes, there are ten- tons of gay people in Wilton Manors. I'd say though that about seventy-five percent of those are cis males. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm and I'm being very conservative in my estimation, so it could be higher. The majority of the people who live there, they are white cis gay men. Yeah, if you walk down the street, as you were saying, Wilton Drive, you see a lot of like pretty jacked yes. dudes in their short shorts, yes. like gay couples. It's kind of yes. the image that I have yes. in my head of An old wearing guys. like what I'm wearing right yes. now. Yeah, and then there's and then, then that's like the that's like the thirty to fifty set, and then there's like the over fifty set yeah. that lives there, and then we have a very, I mean, it's I wouldn't call it small because I guess probably in relation to other cities, it's big, but we have a smaller population of like bears who are just like very big guys, yeah, and like the people who and the people who follow them who are like smaller guys but still kind of big, you know, yeah. In terms of like a diversity of LGBTQ experiences, you're not really getting that there that much. Similar to the demographics though, I can see that is changing, but it's not changing rapidly, right? So 
people always ask me, like, how do I feel about living there? Um, because I am a visibly queer, non-cis male, per- non-cis male person. Mm-hmm. And I say, like, even though there's not a diversity of LGBTQ experiences there right now, I still feel extremely comfortable there. And I know other people who live there who are women or, or who are, you know, visibly not cis, that they feel the same way. Because I've talked, you know, I talk to my neighbors, I talk to the people that I live around. Everyone loves living there. Yeah. But, like, you know, that's good and, like, that's fine. But that's just, like, the reality that you're not getting. It's not like going to New York City into, like, some of the gay neighborhoods there and, and seeing you're seeing people of all different kinds of expressions, you know? You're seeing exactly what you just described, which is cis gay men jacked, usually. Yeah. Or <laughs> they have, you know, they have, they meet some criteria for desirability. Maybe they're not jacked, but they're, they meet some level for desirability. And they are the ones who are, like, mostly in the bars and mostly in the clubs and stuff. Yes. The... Over 50 set are the ones who are mostly at, like, the lounges and, like, the smaller places. And they don't really need to fit into that because they are mostly partnered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just, like, putting that out there. We could definitely use some more dykes and gender freaks in the old Wilton Manor. <laughs> We're putting that in ad I'm right putting now. That we, we could use them, you know. Come on down. You know, I don't want to, like, there's definitely, like I said, it's definitely changing. There's younger people moving in there. It's shifting a little, but just, just very slowly. Wilton Manors has an all-gay and lesbian city commission. And hmm. in 2018, we also had a gay mayor. So there was a gay mayor plus all-gay and lesbian city commission. He unfortunately met a very sad demise. I heard that, yeah, he and there's died. been a deputy mayor in his place ever since. Since the early 2000s, Wilton Manors has voted overwhelmingly Democratic, of course. Because yeah. what else do you expect? And that's higher than the, the state and the city average. So... They show up. Those guys, they show up to the polls. They do. That's something that I noticed when I went to a, a Roe v. Wade overturning protest like, yeah. last Friday. This is, you know, timestamp on, uh, on this episode. But uh, I was surrounded by women and gay men. Yeah, of course. There were very few other kinds of people yes, there. Of course. Which is, you know, that's fine. But I, I was including some of my friends who live in Wilton Manors. Yeah. So they're very politically active. Yeah, there's... There is some cool stuff going on there. Yeah. I would say for the most part, in terms of the political action that happens in Wilton Manors, it is definitely, like, staunchly liberal. It is, doesn't get much more radical than that. You really have to dig for those people. And there are a few of us that are there, you know, which is great. But you kind of have to, like, look for them. In terms of having a gay mayor, also I forgot to mention this, we became the second city in the United States after Palm Springs to have the gay mayor. To have oh. a gay mayor. So that's Interesting. pretty cool. Interesting. That's a big only Wilton second fact. One. Yeah, only a second one. Wilson Manor comes in second a lot. Oh, come on, Wilton. We're always silver. You gotta scrap your way to the top. <laughs> Are you winners silver. or not? We're always silver. <laughs> the it's silver okay. city. I accept it. <laughs> I accept it. I like it because when you're number one, then you always have to be number one. That's true. And you only worry about yeah. so maintaining that status. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little bit of um, some more information regarding just, like, the population and the people who live there. The median age in 2019 in Wilton Manor was 52. So a little bit old. A little bit old. So older gay guys. In 2019, the median household income was 70500 So over the national So over median. the national. 
2019, the median property value was three hundred thousand twenty six six hundred. So I have to imagine that's probably around four fifty now. Probably more. Yes. Because people are paying in cash for homes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So probably about five hundred thousand. My rent currently, and I'm going to say this on air. <laughs> oh boy. Is one thousand two hundred seventy five dollars. That's a, a fucking month. steal. And it's a steal. Yes, I was just about to say. It is a steal for the space that I have, and that is because my landlord has a job other than being a landlord. Well, your landlord so, should not listen to this. No, he's, he won't. Don't tell him. He doesn't know anything. And, <laughs> he's an idiot. Somehow he exceeds in that other job. I don't know how, because he's know. a bad landlord. <laughs> not bad in the sense of, like, he's predatory. Yeah, he's he's predatory like no matter what, landlord. because he's, he's a landlord. But he's not predatory in any other way aside from that, and he also, like, isn't trying to exploit us like he, he hasn't raised the rent since i've been there but he's not very smart and he doesn't really know how to like manage things that's that's but a big that's win okay. for you that's okay and that's got to be lower than the that's average way lower rate. the average is probably about 1600 Ooh. yeah for the space that i have it's probably about 1600 of course those are like newer apartments though too my apartment has been there since the 70s yeah so that that plays into the price too i think a little bit but also that doesn't really matter that much anymore right Mostly the people living in Wilson Manors are what we call dinks, you know, double income, no kids. Add that to the fact that most of the people living there are white and highly educated or have like high paying jobs. There's just a lot of money in Mm -hmm. Wilson Manors. There's a ton of money. So you can like see that in the stats for the incomes and the property values and everything. Last thing, and this is for you, brother. I don't know if you know this. (laughs) But Wilton Manors is a hot spot for nature heads. Hey. Like I said, it's surrounded by water, so there's a lot of kayaking, small boating, paddle boarding. There's also tons of birds. There's a lot of birds there's around there. There's a lot there. of birds around yeah. there. There's a bunch of parks. There's Hagen Park, Richardson Historic Park, Island City Park Preserve, Don Isele Park, Snook Creek, and Colahatchee Park. Colahatchee Park in particular has tons of natural mangroves and is a good place to see those birds and animals and shit. <laughs> you want to. There's a lot of shit going on in Wilton Manors. It's <laughs> a nice little Wilton Manors, like, tourism board yeah, yeah, plug this, there. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. Any thoughts or questions so far? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all pretty much affirming yeah, what I think which of. You, yeah, which you already know. That's you know, you, you have your, know. your older gay men. Yes. You have your younger young professionals. It's yes. not a radical no. place. No. It is merely... We're trying to live. You know, yeah. It's just, literally. It's just people trying to live and there happen to be a lot of gay yeah. people there. Yeah. It's literally a place where people are not rocking the boat too much. They're just... They just want to be able to survive and live in a place that, like, accepts them and where they feel comfortable. And, like, I can respect that. Totally fair. I can respect that and I get that I don't share that vision or that particular value because I want better for, like, everyone, including us. So, definitely, my politics are a little at odds with, like, people that I live very close to, but it's okay, because I can still talk to them, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. <laughs> so, we're getting to it. Wilton Manors is a gay paradise. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, what I think of it. That's how I think of it. And I'm pretty sure they probably use that on some advertising for one of those, like, gay men spas that are over there. Here's a story that I heard from a gay elder, like, ten years ago. So... This is the first story that I heard about how Wilton Manors became a gay place or like a place for gay people. 
He told me that in the 70s, there was like a huge influx of gay people moving to South Florida from North Florida, other places in the South, and from California and New York City. We kind of already discussed that in the beginning of this episode, that that you can see that being very... It's an attractive. Attractive, yeah. yeah. From what I know about queer history, this tracks. I think that's right. There were a lot of people moving to... There were a lot of gay people specifically, gay men more specifically, moving to South Florida because South Florida had already had this like storied existence of like gay exuberance and like gay celebration. You know, there was a lot going on down here. South Beach had a lot of gay people, as we all know. Miami in general had a lot of gay people. And Fort Lauderdale, too, in the 80s, in the late 70s, and specifically in the early 80s, there was a lot of businesses opening up that were specifically for gay people. And this, of course, is before the HIV and AIDS epidemic. So according to the story, a lot of the guys who came down and settled in like Fort Lauderdale, they actually ended up living in this neighborhood called Victoria Park, which is about a mile south just to situate it for people who are from South Florida, who live in South Florida, we're talking about the area that surrounds the Gateway Movie Theater, which we call the Gateway Movie Theater because that's where all that's where everyone wants to manage to the movies. <laughs> Victoria Park, very fancy. Very fancy. Yeah. Victoria Park historically has been like a very family-oriented kind of conservative spot down here. So you can imagine how that like went for the queer people that moved there. The people of Victoria Park began complaining to the commission and began finding ways to make it hard for gay people to rent and buy property and just generally live their lives. So they noticed this like influx and they like attacked it immediately and tried to combat it the best that they could. Again, this is a story that I got from somebody who experienced this, right? Or says that they experienced it. It really came to a head when the HIV and AIDS crisis began because then all the straights could like use that as ammunition for trying to get these people out of their neighborhood right and they did they were pretty like successful in that a lot of people had to leave victoria park for that reason so a group of the guys that were that didn't want to leave south florida that didn't want to leave fort lauderdale they got together and they started to look for places that were maybe less populated had lower property value had lower rent and so wilton manors was like the first thing that came up on their list. They slowly started buying property and renting property in Wilton Manors. And in the late 80s and early 90s, the people who moved here began opening businesses and bars that specifically catered to gay people, some of which are still here, like the Ramrod Club, the Leather <laughs> Bar, which opened in 1994. And Georgie's- it's still open? Georgie's out. Oh yeah, it's still open. It survived the pandemic. And Georgie's Alibi, which opened in 1996. And I that's still that open one, as yeah. well. That changed the face of the area entirely. Wilton Drive, which you can think of as like a main street, which because it is. So you, can, you should think of people who are not from here. You should think of Wilton Manors as a small town because it kind of is. It's only two mile, two square mile, less than two square miles. It's a small town. And so it does have a main drag and that's Wilton Drive. It became a gay haven of sorts with all kinds of places that were safe for people to be openly gay in. So this is a story that I got. From, so this is like the lore. This is the lore of Wilton Manors. Sure. So it's a pretty dope story. Also, it raises a lot of questions for me, obviously. Where did the original residents go? Because if property values were lower, that means poorer people were living so in yeah, the area. So they were just uh, Were they priced out? out? Mm -hmm. What's the deal with that? <laughs> I need to know. But still, like, there is a feeling of... I, I'm not going to say pride because it's not pride. But there's a feeling of like, wow, they really fucking did that. Like, if, they really, if this is really the story, 
then they fucking achieved what they were after. Yeah, which was a place to be, like, safe yeah. and fully out and yeah. comfortable. So that's kind of amazing. And achieved in a relatively short amount of time if this yes. is the so, reality. Yeah, so that's kind of amazing. And Multimeters really had their big growth in the 90s and early 2000s. Then that's where we see, like, an explosion of, like, population, people opening businesses, closing business, you know, like, what cities do. Like, mm-hmm. how cities happen. Here's the thing, though. Mm. Aside from demographic info, which definitely helps in terms of trying to verify that this story is correct. Aside from the demographic info and the stories from people, the older people that live in Wilson Manors, I cannot find anything concrete that corroborates this story. Like, not a single thing that says, yes, this is what happened. There's no oral history. There's no written history. There's no newspaper articles. I have looked in the archives of all of the local newspapers to see. And of course, there are articles that celebrate Wilson Manor being a gay place, but not a history of how it got yeah. to be a how gay place. How did it become the thing that it is? There's nothing that will provide, there's nothing that I have found that can provide an affirmative on the fact that this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bummer, you know? Sorry to leave this, sorry to bring us right down yeah. the drain here, but like, it's kind of a bummer. There's nothing that shows exactly how it got that way. And it bothers me too, because what I did was, I got so frustrated one day, because I was looking, I've had a little bit of extra time to look because we've been doing other stuff. I got so frustrated one day when I was looking, I looked to see if other places like Provincetown and like Chelsea and and Castro District have kind of like these oral histories of how these places became, became what they were, and they do. Yeah. They exist. So no one was keeping tabs no one was when, keeping this, tabs. when yeah. this um, gay migration happened yes. at Wilton Manors. Even though we have people right now in, count, in city and county government who were here. Mm-hmm. Like the mayor of Fort Lauderdale currently, he was here for that. And he's a gay man. And he's a gay man. Yeah. And he, he was here for that. He lived there. I know he lived there because I found his ass in the archives. And his fucking law firm is there. Yeah. I Dean Trantalis. I found a picture of his ass in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> he lived there. But yeah, still, no story of like how Wilton Manners became gay. No affirmative, no like st- structure, no concrete thing that shows this is how it became more. So all I have is this story from... An old gay person that I met in, like, the Broward Anti-War Coalition many years ago. Mm-hmm. And that is enough for me to be like, yeah, that's probably what happened. Because isn't that kind of what always happens? But it still bothers me a lot that this doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, if I guess just anecdotally, it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, Because totally. you just have, like people yeah. being kicked out of a place because of discrimination yeah. or you know economic reasons and they have to go somewhere else what else is there for pe- why people leave and totally. go somewhere else totally and there and it is the same story the story of Wilton Manor's becoming a gay place is the same story as you know Provincetown and all these other places where people were kicked out of where they were and they were like okay we gotta find a new place to be yeah so they went and like made that the place to be so I'm inclined to believe the story yeah. I'm inclined to believe that Victoria Park sucks also because if we drive around... It's a lot of mansions. There's a lot of mansions and a lot... During the 2016 election, let me tell you something, going over that area was not very fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm totally inclined to believe it. And it's just 
what else do I have, right? So until like I decide to like take on this project, you gotta write the will maybe I fucking book. will, yeah. right? Until I decide like I'm gonna take on this project, this is the thing that I'm gonna do. There is just like nowhere for me to go to like get that information. Yeah, it would have to be a lot of oral histories. Yeah, talking totally. To people. It would have to be interviews. And it might just be something as simple as like when you talk to those people, they'll be like, "Yeah, my my friends just moved there, and so there's I like moved a cheap here. place, yeah, so I totally. moved there." Which is how that's exactly how it's gonna be. That's how people fucking move. Yeah, right. Totally. And and I, like I said, that's why it seems so believable to me because it's like, yeah, of course, in South Florida, where there was like a weird mix, that weird mix of like conservative liberal attitude in the seventies. That totally makes sense to me that you got kicked out of an area and, like, picked another area to be. Mm-hmm. Of course, like I said, it, it brings into question my concerns about, like, who was originally in Manners, but that could be part of it, too, right? That could be part of the history is, like, acknowledging that that was a thing that they priced people out and people had to leave. Yeah. So, it would be interesting, the, the demographics of Wilton Manors before... Like, yeah. who, who exactly was yeah. living? And maybe there was fucking nobody. Maybe it was just yeah. swamp. Like, I don't I know. I mean, and before there wouldn't have been people doing statistics on sexuality. Yeah, That's the only not. other problem yeah. is that you would not be able to find that, right? Yeah. But regardless, Woods and Manners is still fucking gay as hell. Doesn't, we don't have the history. We don't have exactly how it got that way. Okay, fine. I guess we can just celebrate the things that make it gay as hell currently besides the people who are living there, right? Because... There could be a lot of gay people in a place, and maybe that place doesn't, like, reflect the fact that there are a lot of gay people living there. But as you said, as you pointed out earlier, Wilton Manors very specifically represents the population, like, mm-hmm. at every fucking corner of where you're at. There's yeah. only, like, one straight bar in the area, and I've never seen anybody go in there. So, <laughs> what are they doing? Are they're they in the even, wrong place. They're in the wrong place. Well, they've been there, like, supposedly forever. That is, like, one of the remnants of old Wilton Manors. So, some things to celebrate about Wilton Manor, some gay things to celebrate about, about it. Wilton Manor is also home to a large, a very large Pride Center, which you've probably passed. It's really big. It also has two gay thrift stores, the Pavarello Center, Out of the Closet, which both My serve gay people. My favorite thrift store. Yeah. Out of the it's Closet. It's the best thrift store. It's they the also thrift. have HIV tests. Like yes, they do. They serve, yeah. f- they serve gay people. They give out free prep. They do HIV testing all, all for free. They also fill prescriptions for people who have prescriptions for um, HIV and AIDS medications. And they're at a very steeply discounted price. Very cool. So that's amazing. Pavarella Center in particular helps gay elders who don't have a lot of money. So that's wonderful. That's a really great thing that is happening. There's also the World AIDS Museum and Educational Center that exists in Wilton Manors and a branch, like you mentioned, that we have both been to of the Stonewall, Stonewall National Museum and Archives. There's a bigger branch in Fort Lauderdale. Wilton Manors is just like an offshoot of that. The majority of the businesses that are on Wilton Drive are owned by LGBT people, so that's rad. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes, you know, they, there are businesses that cater to gay people, but do not have owners who are gay. There are, unfortunately, many, this is why I say my politics don't really match up, but there are unfortunately, like, many gay property developers and, like, restaurant groups that exist in Wilton Manors. And so most most of those businesses are owned by LGBT people. Some of them even have gay-ass names, like Sushi, sushi Song Geisha, <laughs> spelled G-A-Y-S-H-A. Yeah. And tie me up. Oh, it's a Thai restaurant. 
Yeah. I remember one when I first moved here. It was just called Coffee Boys. Java like, Boys. Java Boys. Java yeah, Boys. Yeah, yeah. Which just I guess like, that is pretty gay. It's kind of gay. Yeah, yeah, Java Boys is pretty gay. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't scream gay to me, like, tie me yeah. up. No, no, no. But, like, Java Boys is pretty gay. Well, yeah, it's not, like, related to any sort of sexu- sexual stuff. No, it's just, but like... But it's just, like, those are the Java Boys. Those are the Java Boys. And you know gay. what? The Java Boys would be gay. <laughs> how, what, how else would they be? Because if you're straight, you call yourself could... Java Men. <laughs> That's fucking right. Of course, we have the Stonewall Pride Parade and Festival, which attracts over 30,000 people every year. 30,000 people is a lot because the population is only about 12,000. So we're tripling. Yeah. We're tripling our population. No other city does that. Because even like, if you think about gay pride parades in San Francisco and LA and New York, there are millions of people living in those cities. So there's no way. They can't achieve that with the parade. But we can. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You're not going to triple the uh So maybe we're of... number one in one thing. That's true. In terms in of percentage, population, mm-hmm. gay pride parade. Yeah. And that. We are. That's amazing. Let's go, Wilton. Out of the 30-ish non-shopping establishments on Wilton Drive, 12 of them are bars or clubs. So that's over a third. Drag shows happen. And I did the research on this. Drag shows happen somewhere in one of these places nearly every single day of the week. Let's go. <laughs> every single day. There are bars that are specifically for bears in the bear community, which I mentioned earlier. There are leather bars, like the famous Ramrod, which has been there since 1994. They also have a store called Leather Works that is like right by the Ramrod, so you can buy your Ramrod gear and then go to Ramrod if you want. Hey, that's... And there are other places that... Vertical alignment. (laughs) Yeah, they're really... They're doing the work, okay? (laughs) They're doing the work. And there's other places where you can go for kink, and there's like other kink parties that that serve... Um, the gay community there. One thing, though, and this is the other part of the bummer about this, about Wilson Manners in general and, and in this episode, there are no bars for women uh, in Wilton Manners. Yeah. All of them close. They open. They stay, they stay open for a couple of years, maybe five years if you're lucky, and then they close. So when I moved there... The one that had just closed was called New Moon, and I had been there a couple of times. It was okay. I think one of the issues that they have is that they're not really sure what they want to be because it's hard in that area to attract women to mm-hmm. come there in the first place. But also, there's just no lesbian bars in South Florida anyway. There's no bars for women in South Florida anyway. That There are bars for like queer people uh, in Miami, but, you know... There's not anything that is, like, specifically designated for women. The last bar that we had, and it opened, like, a year and a half before the pandemic, and then, of course, like, closed so quickly. It had a very unfortunate name, and I never went there because I hated the name. It was called the G-Spot. Oh! I've been there. <laughs> You've been there? I saw a show there. I can't believe you. I saw you. a vagina monologue. I can't so believe you. Sure, yeah. Anyway, I would never go to a bar called the G-Spot. <laughs> Think of better names, okay? <laughs> we all have vaginas. We get it. <laughs> Anyway, one funny thing that I found in regards to how gay people who are living in Wilton Manors see Wilton Manors, they see it, obviously, specifically as a place for gay people, but they consider themselves straight friendly. This isn't a Visit Florida article. Straight friendly. Straight friendly. And I I love this quote from this guy that they interviewed. He He was somebody who worked at Out of the Closet. I don't want to say his name just in case, you know, I don't know how he feels about it. But he worked it out of the closet at the time when Visit Florida interviewed him. He said, there are places that gays don't feel comfortable. 
I would say the opposite is not true here. Breeders are treated equally. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's really funny. So, I guess that's like a lot. Wilton Manors is a very gay place, but again, like so many gay things, its history is completely obscured. Yeah, we gotta get out there. We gotta hit the pavement and start interviewing I'm old start interviewing gay people in Wilton who have been there. I guess so. If somebody wants to fund this book that I'm gonna write, yeah. <laughs> please reach out to me. All of our wealthy patrons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all of our wealthy patrons. Please book. start funding my Wilton Manors <laughs> history book. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, there's a, this actually went a lot longer than I thought it was going to because I felt like I just felt like I didn't have a lot because the research didn't yield a lot except for just the basic things that I told you. But like the the research of like the history of like fighting for Wilton Manors to become like this neighborhood like couldn't find any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a fight. I don't know if there was any pushback from like the Broward County Commission. I don't know. There's just no record of that happening and at least in the sources that I went to so yeah I would love to know if there were like if this was all word of mouth or if there were ads and gay publications that you read in I don't know North Carolina that's like come to Wilton Manors and then everyone just started trickling down I wish that there was some documentation maybe it exists and we just don't know where to find it yeah wouldn't it be dope if there was like an ad that they ran at some point, but I just could not find, like an ad that they ran in some other newspaper in some other city. Just could not find anything like yeah. that. And you would think too, because you would think there would be better archives and I'm not like shitting on the archives that exist. At least I got some information, you know, from those places, but you would think there would be a better archive in regards to how this place got started because shortly after if I'm thinking about, because I'm thinking about the time range, right, that was given to me in that story, shortly after people started, gay people started moving to Wilton Manors, it wasn't too much later that they started the South Florida Gay News, Mm -hmm. which is like their little newspaper that they've had there since the late 80s, early 90s. So people would have been at least in touch with exactly what happened. There there would have been a lot of people that tell that story, but they're just like, they don't even have an archive of that. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just very strange. Yeah, we'll have to do some more detective work, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's going to be like some oral history work, yeah. probably. Yeah. Than, more than oral history work in Wilton Manor. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> it's fucking sick. <laughs> Happy Pride. <laughs> Happy Pride, oral history. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's like what we'd have to do, literally. Yeah. And I just like... I'm down to take on that project. I just mm-hmm. didn't have time before doing this podcast. I mean, how Obviously, come the documentary's not out? How come people haven't been doing that I shit? I know. I'm just inclined... Like, I guess I'm just really inclined to believe that story. Yeah. And I, I'm comfortable with that story. It makes sense. I mean, I'm a little discomforted by it, too, but I'm comfortable with it as, like, that's the official thing that happened. Yeah, there's no crazy murder or riots or anything, but, you know... Yeah, I would. I hope that that was it. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of that. True. In Florida queer history, so it's okay. Yeah, but it was just a very relaxed, slow occupation. Everybody was like, "We gotta get the fuck out of Victoria <laughs> Park. This shit sucks. These Victoria Park people want us to die." And you know, they they did it. Yeah. That's impressive. That's. I mean, it's it sucks in a lot of ways. As I said, I have questions, but it's impressive that they actually accomplished that. Yeah. That now it is it is the neighborhood. It yeah, is the dope. gay district. 
it's a good place to go. So, you know, if you're in Fort Lauderdale area, Broward, yeah, check, uh, it out. check out Wilton Manors. Go to one of the gay bars. Have a little drink. Go to Rosie's. Have a burger. Oh, it's oh, great. It's we great. love Rosie's. <laughs> go to all the drag shows. Hamburger Mary's. Hamburger Mary's is there now. Yeah. You know, you can go to drag brunch at Lips. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So, I'm not trying to be the Wilton Manors Tourism Council, but <laughs> you'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's Come to Wilton Manors. You'll have fun. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's it. That's great. Yeah, probably. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to this story. Thank you, brother. Wilton Manors. Now you know a little bit more next time you go. Yeah. I'll be able to say population and <laughs> island. Gay island. It's a gay island. Yeah. Yeah, gayest island on earth, baby. That's what's up. Let's go. I'm Stanford Bino. I'm Vernon Walsh. Thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm.